All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We've got a very special guest. We've got actor, comedian, rapper, YouTube personality, social media personality, Vine, TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest TV quarterback I've ever seen, Mr. Paige Kennedy. Paige, is everything going for you? What up, though? I'm giving a fake-ass clap for myself since there's no audience there to acknowledge my uh, scintillating opulence. <laughs> So how's everything going for you? We're in 2021. It's still, we're getting there, but crazy year. Everything's still really shut down. How's everything been for you? Uh, I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm just looking over the, the horizon. Like, is it safe to come out yet? <laughs> is they gone? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what's happening. Nothing good or bad has happened so far uh, this year. Um. So I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I'm just uh I'm optimistic for the future. Since you're since you're like an influencer, tons of followers all over social media, how has it changed for you with the pandemic? Did you have to kind of rethink your kind of like your your methodology or how, how did you adjust? Well, I hadn't been doing um internet videos uh lately when the pandemic happened because I was working on a show, um, a new show that I'm on on Netflix. Okay. And so I was focused on that. But when the pandemic hit, you know, I just said to my son, I was like, hey, I know we ain't want to get on TikTok. We already did all the apps. What are we going to say? Like, what is our thing going to be? And we just decided, let's just go for it. So we, we, decided to, to make it a job, same way we did in Vine. When we was on Vine, we made it a job. We made it every day uh, we do videos. And so me and my son decided to do that every day. We were gonna do TikToks and TikTok was super fun. When the pandemic first started, you were stuck in your house. There was nothing to do. Everybody was doing it. It was kind of new, the audience was there. So it was like a fun thing to do every day. But then after like seven, eight months of doing that, you kind of get burnt out. So, so now I'm kind of like in that place where I need to like figure out how to get my fervor back for it, especially with all of the new rules that they have of them just, you know, TikTok will delete a video just because like I yell at my son, oh, you are bullying a minor. And I'm like, this motherfucker is not a minor and he my kid. I will whoop his ass if I want to. Um, But <clears throat> so it's, it's a little frustrating. Uh, but the pandemic is definitely what made me get into, uh, getting back into shooting videos. That's awesome. And is it, how, how, is it, is it kind of a similar kind of like brainstorming process when you're thinking of ideas similar to when you were doing Vine? Um, for the most part, actually TikTok is a little easier Interesting. because they have all of these challenges and that's like the thing to do is to basically take someone else's idea and redo it. So you can do that or you can be creative. Um, you have choices. On Vine, you could only be creative. Like if you took somebody else's idea, everybody would know you took that idea and you would have to like augment to that idea and then like give them the credit of it. But like now, since TikTok allows everybody to be creators, it's one idea and everybody just do the same thing. And then I know TikTok, I'm not sure if Vine used to do I know TikTok, you can redirect people to your other social media, especially YouTube. Has that worked out for you? Because I know I've seen you put some of your, your songs on there to redirect people. Is that is that kind of translated for you? Yeah, I think I think it helped 
the music, especially the type of music that I'm doing right now, like the socially conscious music on my new upcoming uh, album page, self-titled um, February 12th, uh, it helped because, you know, you can only get a minute worth on TikTok and the videos are so poignant and jarring that it makes you want to see the whole thing. And so I imagine naturally uh, they, you know, just decide to go to the YouTube videos to see the full thing. And then some of the TikTok videos went viral. So that means that some of that percentage of audience that saw the viral snippet wanted to go see the whole thing. And so it was lucrative for me in awesome. that sense. And then, so speaking of some of the, the like the socially conscious, I want to get into it. So I was listening to a couple of your tracks, specifically "Shine" and "Fear." Um, one of them was a lot about police brutality, and the other was really about just kind of like how the pandemic has changed everything. How did? Why did you want to put that out there? And what kind of message did you? How did you want to portray that message to kind of get people to realize like this? This is real. This is happening. Well, I wanted to use my voice. I'm not somebody who usually uses his voice for social issues, um, but I, I felt like it was incumbent upon all of us to do so uh, during these trying times. Um, and so that's what I did. I created safe because I knew that it could be something that could be helpful um, to have the conversation that fear um, does to both sides and the deleterious effects that it has um, on both sides. And uh, so, so I created that art and then I needed a follow-up after that, um, which is why I created the song Safe, um, to have the mother's perspective of what happened, you know, with the dad. And then Shine is like a culmination of all of that and, 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 and for everyone and, and, and how, you know, difficult the times have been, you know, lately but not allowing that to take their shine, you know, and then using my personal life where I lost seven people in one summer and um, like very, very close people to me. And, you know, and then right after that, you know, uh, thinking I got a show, then the show goes away and then the pandemic and then police brutality at all time high and it, and then all of that still being able to believe and have faith in God and forge ahead. You know, it's a, 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 a song of inspiration and promise. And I felt like it was needed after the two songs, Fear and Safe, to have some respite, which is what that was. Yeah, absolutely. I'll link it to here, but it's awesome. I'll, I'll push, I'll show everybody that. So I want, I want to get into your, just kind of your career as a whole. So what did you kind of know you want to get into kind of like performing and, and comedy and acting? When I was maybe seven, six, seven, seven, I fell in love with Michael Jackson and that was it. Like, you know, I found Michael Jackson and then I knew I wanted to entertain people for the rest of my life because I watched him go on stage and I watched thousands of people just lose their mind. Like, they just can't even control themselves. They just become incontinent. Um, and I, I say, wow, I wanna have that effect on people and make people that happy. And so that's when I got into rapping and I rapped 
my whole life, like through middle, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, here, even now. Um, and then the acting came like at the end of high school and going into college, you know, that came. And then I went through the process of going through colleges, honing my skills, learning the craft and moved out to LA and the acting is what took off. So that's awesome. did I see you? Did I see you went to Dell? University of Delaware for graduate school. Oh, cool! That's wild. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I mean, like, it's like you, you and Flacco. I don't know anybody off the top of my head went to Dell. That's wild because right up the road. That's crazy. Did Did you? I I, I saw some um, video. I, I think you guys, the cast of Blue Mountain State, did it in the last couple of months. And you said you actually played football in college, but you weren't yeah. as good as Radon. Right. I was nowhere near <laughs> as good as Radon. Yeah, I played at Western Michigan University. I tried to play for Grand Rapids Community College, but they cut me. So, cause I, 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 I couldn't catch that good um, to be a running back. <laughs> um, and I played for University, uh, uh, Western Michigan University for a little while and I got my ribs oh. broken. And then Damn. the theater department said, well, you're not gonna be cast in lead roles if you play again <laughs> next year. And they were the ones giving me a scholarship. I was a walk-on football player. So pfft, that was the end of that. <laughs> That's wild. You could be like you could be like the like the kind of like the, the hurt kid, but that's not you're not getting many parts with that one. Um, that, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. And then so when you, what, what was that process like moving out to LA, kind of getting your name out there and getting known? Um, I moved out here. Uh, next damn, next month, February tenth, will be my twentieth anniversary of living here. Um, I moved out here February twenty. February 10th, 2001, I snuck into an audition and told them I was making a delivery and I ended up getting cast in this pilot and that got me an agent, that got me this apartment. I still stay in the same apartment (laughs) for 20 years. Uh, And that's what got me started in the business. That's awesome, that's awesome. And so I saw you were in Weeds and uh, CSI, um, how did you get involved in, uh, I know you were in SWAT as well as, and you've been in multiple movies, The Meg, what what kind of, were you kind of looking at both TV and film or was this kind of what just came about? Yeah, whatever I could get to put food on the table, commercials, voiceovers, movies, t- I, you know, I'm, I'm a precocious individual and in that I've learned a lot of different skill sets and therefore it allowed me to have diversity in my talent. And so I want to do everything, Michelin Man. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I want to get into Blue Mountain State, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. How did, how did that come into, how did that come into your wheelhouse? Like, did they just kind of just audition or how did that come about? Yeah, I had an audition. It was strange because on the paper, they said they were looking for a 6'3 freshman quarterback. And I was like, why, why am I auditioning for this? I'm five, ten and a half. Uh, I am thick as shit, so I would be a running back, if anything. And uh, I've never played a quarterback a day in my life. And I'm also not 19 years old. <laughs> but I think I went in there and I gave them my charm and my charisma. And I think that uh, kind of, you know, had them enamored about this character that I've created. And 
all of those other things became superfluous after that because you know what they thought they wanted they saw what radon was did did you kind of like put a lot of, into that character more than the, like the script say did you kind of put yourself into it or, or was it most of it written out I mean, a lot of it was written there, but like, you know, my grandiose personality and and my the way that I wish that I could have been in football was easy to just come out, you know, because I never was that, but I knew that would be cool to be that. And so it was intrinsic for me to just, you know, be right on. In that first scene you had, I was watching the other day, when you kind of walk out onto the field, how many takes did that take? Because the other guys must have been like burst out into laughing. <laughs> you know what's funny about that scene? That actually was my first scene that I filmed. Like the first thing that I did when I got to Montreal was that. Like they just threw me in the fire naked. <laughs> so, you know, everything else after that was very easy because the I don't even know everybody yet, and I'm walking out there <laughs> with my speedo on, my speaker attached to it. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> that was very interesting uh, to to have to do out the gate. Yeah, the, li- but, the line, you know. the, the, yeah, the line, the line that got me when you, when you went what, what six times six. I I I I watched I, I, it last every time. It's incredible. And Why that, is that funny to you? Because you're like he's like he's your problem solver. And you're like what's the, and then just just, just kind of Moran's reaction to you it was incredible. It was unbelievable. You're like all right, coach, let's get right back out there. I'm like let's go. And then they, they, they put the music on. I'm like incredible, incredible. So it was, they did a lot of like kind of wild stuff on the show. I know Thad and uh, Alan Rich and did some stuff. The Oreo thing. I don't know who how he agreed to that. Was there any stuff that you said? Yeah, but you got to chill with that. Um, on Badger, um, I think at the end of it, that and oh I yeah, yeah, the, what? I know what, what, the the interesting snack they had. Yeah, I know what you're about. Yeah, they had to eat goat balls, <laughs> and then um, they wanted to do like the real thing, and they're like, "Who else wants to do it with us?" And I was like. I'm not fucking eating that. You are your goddamn mind. Like, and it wasn't in the script for Radon to eat it either. I was like, no way. No way. I'm not doing it. Those were that was real? That wasn't just like a prop. That was real. Yeah, that was real. Wow. I, I wasn't doing it, bro. Unreal. And then so some of those, like the the football scenes, were you were you did you say hey, I can do that? They said did they kind of get to bring a stunt guy out there? Well, everyone has a stunt guy because that's just how Hollywood works. Like you gotta, even Tom Cruise has a stunt guy. Now, does he use it? No, but he's there to show you what to do. But they actually use my stunt guy a lot <laughs> because, you know, like I said, I'm I'm the way I move is not as fluid as a quarterback. Um, and so I was just learning how to play a quarterback on the fly. It's not like I had like months of training before. It was like as it was happening and so they got a real quarterback to make me look cooler i mean i still had to do everything that he did but it just sometimes they use him and sometimes they use me is he is he available washington washington football team needs a quarterback right now is he available they got (laughs) 
So I have a question. So going, so going into what, at, like as Radon, like when when they brought you, like, all right, here, here, here's your, here's your, here's your show. We're gonna, we're gonna do dreams. How, how many, how many takes did that take? And then what, what was, what was your favorite call? You know, <clears throat> dreams is iconic for Radon and BMS for some reason. I particularly did not love that episode you know why because it's kind of weird but i didn't love that episode for me because i didn't get to be with the rest of the cast like it was just me with all these girls and so it's it's, it's basically me just talking to myself with all these girls around me and so even though like it looks fucking awesome but the reality of it for me is, you know, because when when you call cut, you just like sitting there, like chilling, like like when when we be around all of the fellas, it's so fun yeah. because they're so funny and they're they're it's just a good, good time. But like when it's just me sitting there with a bunch of girls that are French Canadian girls and not really speaking English anyway, and I'm just there, it was kind of boring. But um. So, so I don't get as geeked about the dream sequence as everybody else, even though, you know, I think it does look cool. And, and the filming of the um, intro to dreams. Best intro, kind of fun. best intro. When you're, when you're like, when you're like flying through the sky, incredible. Yeah, uh, they had a whole bunch of different stuff. I was like, I, I remember like, they had all these different green screens. Sometimes I had to be like flying on this thing and like just, the the filming of the intro that was kind of cool that day. Did they let you keep that neon sign? Because I want I was wondering what the hell happened to that thing. No, I'm trying to think. Did I keep anything from? Now it's kind of hard because we filmed in Montreal. So how would I gotten it back home? I would have stuck that. I would have snuck that shit. No. Did, did you did you get to keep any of the props? Like, in, like the jersey? I wanted, the only the only thing that I wanted was the big radon. Um, like a uh, poster thing that was in my apartment. There's like a thing where I'm like, I'm like this and I got the sunglasses on, the gray shirt. And it, it was like a big ass poster that's on Radon's wall that I wanted to take with me, but it's too big. What about, what about the, did I get you pregnant uh, printouts? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. It, did I get you pregnant? The second one got me. Would you like me to? That was the incredible. Would you like me to? And I, I have a question. I saw I saw you either an interview or something. I said that you don't drink. Is that true? I never even tasted alcohol before. So how did you? What were those party scenes like when you were trying to like? Was that how, how did you kind of? Not real alcohol. <laughs> I mean, like you got to kind of like look like you're doing it. Like was it was it like? Oh uh, well. Uh, oh okay. So. The party scenes wasn't the issue. It was the drunk take episode. That was the issue for me because everybody had to be so drunk to have to be thrown in a drunk tank. And I never even played drunk before. And so it was very awkward for me because I had to like ask people and I had to like try and figure it out. And I kept on, 
I was just doing like this, like the whole time, cause I, I'm thinking this. And Romanski was like, Paige, you're not sleepy. Why you keep wiping your eye? <laughs> but in my brain, I'm just like, uh, what? Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> so if you go back and you, if you were to go back and watch Drunk Tank now with the caveat of knowing yeah. that I've never been drunk or had a drink before and I did not know what I was doing. When you're watching it, you probably start laughing even harder seeing how fucking terrible my drunk acting is. Uh, let's see. Um, what was it like working with Alan Richson and um, what, was it, what was it like being around that Thad Castle character just even when you're shooting scenes? Alan Richson is such an amazing actor. He's such an amazing actor and he's also such an amazing guy. I love working with him. He's so funny um, and he's talented and he's always got his shit together. He's professional. Um, he was a, a joy to work with every day. That was my boy. What was that episode? I don't forget the title. When we guys got the you guys got agents. Um, I think it was called. Uh, I remember, I remember. Um, what's the shit when you when you when you take money from uh, bookies and oh. agents when you're in college? And it was called. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. I'm drawing a blank too. Um, I forget the name. Yeah, of it, yeah. But but that episode was cool. They got us like a lot of cool shit to like wear or whatever. That wasn't one of my favorite episodes though. My favorite episode was Badger. Badger was my favorite episode. Hockey was a dope episode, even though that was a nightmare for me. Like, cause I, I'd never been on ice skates before. And so trying to figure that out and and having to practice and having to learn how to ice skate um, and then still just be very uncomfortable with it. So not only am I trying to like make sure I fucking know my lines and deliver them right, sometimes I'm like standing there next to Darren and then I just start moving. Like the ice just starts to take me out of the scene. And because I don't know how to fucking I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to, <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit, I'm leaving off camera. Is somebody gonna stop this? Are you gonna call cut? Oh, why am I talking like this? They can hear me. Why am I acting like they can, and you know what I mean? Like that That was tough, but, but when I watched that episode, I like Badger. I like hockey. Um, was, I have a question. With, 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 multiple times you did it on the show, especially your first. I remember in the first scene you were in, especially in the hockey one, you did the kind of head banging. Was that in the script, or did you just kind of come up with that? The head banging. Yeah, when you were just kind of like when you like, yeah, yeah, yeah that. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. I, I created that. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be his thing. He gonna like put his hand up with the one finger up there, and he's just gonna give me a hell, give me a yeah. And uh, right now, yeah, that was right on thing. That's why I have a question. Um, why weren't you in season three? It's like, it's like, it, seems like I mean, it seems like a no brainer to me. Like, were you surprised? Well, they, they didn't bring they didn't bring a lot of people back because they didn't even know they were going to be able to get a season three. So some of the writers weren't able to come back. I didn't come back. Frankie 
I think maybe Frankie came back for like maybe one or two episodes. Um, and her and I were the new, you know, kids on a block. So, um, I think it was a, a budget thing. I have a question before the pandemic, how many people on an average day will come up to you and say, Radon? A lot every day. (laughs) Does it get tiring? Does it get tiring? Or do you like, I like to watch the show. No, you, you love it, right? You worked hard on it and, and, and you love the fact that people are still like into it. Um, and so I, I, I love it. I think, I think more people come up to me for Blue Mountain State than anything else. And that goes for weeds or the man. Well, I guess it depends on the demographic of the person. <clears throat> if they're 30 or under <clears throat> and they're not black, then it's probably Blue Mountain State. Interesting. It's interesting. And then so speaking of the Meg, so like Jason Statham, you got Dwight from The Office, Rain Wilson. So what was that like? What was shooting that like? Well, I work with Rain um, the year before that uh, on this TV show called Backstrom, where we were that. cops. Yeah. Um, and so it's just interesting that, you know, we were in Vancouver together shooting that series. And then the next year we go out to New Zealand and we shoot this big ass movie. And Rain and I are fast friends. Um, I just talked to him a couple of days ago um, and we're very, very close. Uh, and, you know, it was it was awesome to have him there because I had just done the whole series with him, you know, and I'm at a new place. I've never been that far away from home before. And to have somebody that, you know, like Rain and the director, the director was also my director in Rush Hour um, oh, that cool. I did right after Backstrom. Um, so it was cool to have those two people there who already had camaraderie with. And I just got one, I got one last uh, question for you. So you were like one of the, the biggest stars Vine ever had. What was your reaction when they, when they, when they told everybody, Hey, we're kind of cutting it off. Well, there's a difference. Like when somebody close to you dies and they die abruptly, that shit is like mind boggling. That's like a slap in the face. That's like, what the hell? But when you got like a grandma and she's old and she's been sick and she's in and out of the hospital and you barely see her or talk to her and then she dies it's like oh damn she dead that sucks but then you just kind of going about your life because you've been kind of preparing for it anyway well that's what happened with vine vine didn't just all of a sudden stop you know they didn't want to pay the influencers and we told them like this is the way that we stick around they didn't want to do it so then they start to try to brood the new crop and that new crop was not built the way we were built and so the content was not as you know uh appealing and so it just like slowly were dying anyway like nobody was even on it, it was a wasteland so when it left it's like okay you know, but but TikTok came and TikTok is actually better than all of the apps. Like it's my favorite one cool. because it, you know, there that with the for you page, you can have stuff that's just like the stuff that you enjoy that you like. So on my timeline, there's a bunch of cats and fucking animal stuff, you know, or or hot girls dancing. I have a question. I don't really like- when when you're when you're doing when you're doing when you're doing like a like a like a scene for that like a sketch, how how quickly can you realize like this is going to be a hit? You never know. You really? can think 
you have all the elements, but there's so much that goes into what is a hit on the internet that you can't account for, like the time of day, what particular day it was, who likes it, who commented on it, how many comments it gets to help it reach a different algorithm, who's on the other side deciding where they want to place this or if they want to place it. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just, it's all uh, fortuitous. If, if you want to plug it, I saw that you do have a, a release coming on the 26th. You want to plug that? Yeah, I do have a release coming on the 26th. Um, uh, my next single is called Pain. It's featuring Elza from Detroit and the iconic Method Man. Oh, wow. Um, one of my favorite songs on the album. And yeah, it's hard. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll plug that in everything, but I do appreciate it so much. You taking the time and then how can people find you on social media, find your YouTube, find everything you're, you're working on. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm on social media, everywhere that you are on social media at page Kennedy.